What's good, y'all? It's your boy, C-Ro Money Money. That's C-R-O double dollar sign. Host of the Nerding with Friends podcast. I'm joined tonight with my co-host, Codename Common. Yo, what's up, my fellow blurs, nerds, and peaceful herds? It's your boy, Codename Common, no homes. Yes, sir. We're getting back into our Saiyans versus Uchiha series. Right now, they're all tied up three to three. Let's see if somebody can take the lead tonight. We're going to be talking about the inevitable downfall of these two great warrior races. And to to sum it all up, you know, to put in so little words, both of these these groups were killed by racism. Racism is at the root of both of their defeats. Um, and if you look, Dragon Ball Z came out before Naruto. There's a lot of inspiration in, in um, Naruto that you can see uh, from Dragon Ball Z. You know, they've even got a Son Goku and a Roshi, uh, orange-clothed protagonist with get the blonde hair and, you know, there are a lot of parallels you can draw between the two, but I think this one is interesting, not just because of uh, the times we're in today, but how on a larger scale, they reflect what I like, what I would want to call classic racism and modern racism. We're, let's, let's start off with the classic racism that you see in King Cole and Frieza. Classic racism is you look at these people and you deem them savages, but you want them to do something for you. You're using them as slave labor. That's essentially what Frieza did to the Saiyans after they defeated the Toughest. Um, he basically told them, you're going to go out and you're going to conquer planets for me. Uh, the planet slave trade, I think is what they called it. Might be wrong, but it sounds right. Sounds right. It's close enough with yeah. the way that they went about doing things. And, you know, we're lucky. I don't know if say we're lucky, but we are uh, to some degree fortunate that we don't have freezes in, in, in our lives because. Oh, but we definitely we, had them. We, we, definitely, had, we, we definitely had them. And we 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 only reason we don't have them today. I, I I would say the there are laws in place so where that, that prevents freezes from yeah. being freezer freezes. So let's let's stick. Yeah, to, I can, yeah, you absolutely right. I can't. Let's stick to the past and a time where you can go out and you can grab another race and you can tell them, you know. Your do as now. thy please right but, no so yeah there was freezes yeah yep. damn so, there's, there's multiple freezes so we i can't say that we didn't go through that <laughs> we absolutely went through it time and time again uh, that's, yeah that's that, what slavery, that was that's all slavery. slavery that, was that's Just, the the um the broly movie kind of um changed things up to where you see king cold is the one that actually handed over control of the right. sands to Frieza. And you Which saw that, you know, there's there's hate, there's learned hatred. You right. know, he's telling his son, these are your slaves, these are your monkeys, 
you know, they're going to do what you want them to do. You're stronger than them. They're afraid of you. You know, that's no different than the Europeans with their, with their guns and their, and their big ships coming in and, you know, taking people from their homes. Well, you could take it, you could take it even further, uh, you know, from, from the inception of slavery to moving, you know, slightly forward in what's happening after that. But it, but uh, to take it even further, I think, you know, from what you said about how King Cole passed down not only, you know, the ideology that the Saiyans were less than and should be used, I think his, in his babying of Frieza and allowing Frieza to do basically whatever he pleased, it, it went beyond, you know, Frieza believing that these people were less than, but then eventually unnecessary. And I think that shows in a lot of the, the the slave owners to just take the just taking slaves and putting them on plantations, but also then furthering that by you know doing things to make them make them worth less than not even just you know from you think you know from slavery after slavery there was Jim Crow and then there was you know, you still have KKK members, people who deem the black man as less than and therefore unnecessary. Right. And that feeling of unnecessary is what we're going to talk about and the end of the saying, because that's pretty much what Frieza thought. You know, they had served their purpose and the the real reason was because he was afraid of them. He was afraid of this prophecy that foretold of a legendary Super Saiyan. And the Saiyans were growing stronger. They were his best force. And with their Zenkai boost and just their natural battle strength, he was leading to his own demise. And he saw that, that these super warriors were eventually going to be too powerful for him to control. And we can we can go from Dragon Ball minus and talk about how, you know, Bardock just had these suspicions that Frieza was up to something. But I think it's important to remember in in the original Bardock movie, how he was getting these visions of the future and how confused he was knowing that this is what Frieza wanted. And when he talked to uh, Tora, who was dying in his arms, and he told him that's why, you know, Frieza's men had wanted to eliminate them because they were afraid of their strength, even though they were in line, which is a little scary to think that Bardock, who was one of these stronger Saiyans, you know, originally, you know, working him way up from all these missions he did from low class to one of the strongest ones before the series started, that it still sounded like he would still fall in line with what Frieza wanted to do, even though he had, he, there was a, a, a possibility that he could be stronger than Frieza. Still, I think that is. 
I think it's like that, you know, when I, it's like that, not theory, but it was a study. And it was like, if you, you know, you put like an elephant and like around in a circle and you make mm-hmm. it think that it can't go past the circle, even uh... though it can, you know, just because that's what he was raised and, you know, that's what he, he trained to, to think yeah. that Frieza's the end all be all. Almost gets to that point where you feel like it, it, it is, you know, what it is, and that's just how life is, you know, is just going to be, and there's not much you can do about it except for enjoy the peace and freedoms that you have in between being a slave. Right. Which is bullshit. Right. It's, just, it's, it's, it's bullshit. So I think that makes it even more powerful at the end of the movie when he stood up to Frieza and tried to fight back, and he threw that energy ball. And, you know, he he was already weakened. He didn't get a chance to heal himself. Who knows what another Zenkai boost could have done for Bardock. Right. But it wasn't enough. The entire planet wiped out. The only survivors um, in the original series, Vegeta, Nappa, and uh, Raditz, and also our star Goku, who was shipped away moments before the planet was destroyed a la a la uh kal-el <laughs> kal-el you're going uh, to uh, 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 you know what? i wonder uh now based on time the time frame were the two happening around the same time what the, the, what? Were, were the two uh like super you know superman and the the young super saiyan like were they written at the same time yeah uh, hell no. Superman old as hell. Dragon Ball Z came out in the 80s. Ah, uh, so that's that, that's some Superman-ass... That, yeah, that's some Superman-ass shit. That's yeah. where you got that shit. That's cool. Yeah, Kyle Kakarot. There you go. Yeah, that makes sense. The and then you got the show. young god out there, uh, Broly and his father, Paragus. Yeah, you know, they were uh, late additions. Uh, you know, if you want to count the movies, you got Turles and, uh, you know, Bardock. There's this whole other side story where he survived and became the first Super Saiyan, which is, you know, he ran into Frieza's ancestor, beat him, and he foretold that the legendary Super Saiyan exists. Down the years, it came to Frieza, and he actually ended up creating the... He he actually created both Super Saiyans, if you think about it. If you yeah. watch that Bardock, the second Bardock special where it shows that Blast sent him back to time where he became the first Super Saiyan, that happened because of Frieza. And it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then you think Goku... Created exactly what he feared. Yeah, if, if Raditz, you know, never came to get Goku, this the series of events would have never led. Goku probably would have never went to space. And that's... What led to Frieza's demise and, you know, Frieza's extinction of the Saiyans was done out of fear. Um, it was it was rooted in him being raised to think of other beings as lesser, as something he perpetuated. It, he he reeked of this this white supremacy, pure pure bullshit that you see so much of in the past and 
on a different level today. Uh, the different and the same. Yeah. We'll get to that. It's, 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 it's a lot of the same stuff, just shown in different ways. And so, it seems so much of, more of it. So, Kone, we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, both downfalls here. I think we're going to wrap up the sayings right now. Um, just in terms of speaking of their defeat, where do you think that ranks up in, um, you know, in the extinction of races throughout anime series? Uh, honestly, I think when we talk in like the deaths of great, you know, races in anime or, or just the overall treatment, I believe well, there's a lot of genocide in anime and anime type stories. You know, the Saiyans right. and Chiha are big ones, uh, Karapika's clan, clan, and yep, Hunter Hunter. Yeah, the Fonalese um, clan that's just used as uh, arm uh, as an army in Magi. Right. Have, um, uh, I don't consider it an anime, but it's up there. The Airbender and Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, the Airbenders killed off. I think the extinction of the Saiyans is is definitely a driving force for the franchise. You know, with Goku and Vegeta and, you know, not there not being any, you know, Saiyans around to, you know, with the two that we already have, the power scaling is already, the three with Broly, it's it's those three and then a cliff to anybody else. So... I feel like overall, like without the the death of the Saiyans, like the magnitude of the show isn't the same. Like if there's another planet, like and the thing, like I think about it like this: the set, the Nap, the Namekians died. Yet there's a whole another planet of Namekians, and we're okay with that. But if there's a whole like a full another planet of Saiyans, even talking about Sandala in the six, uh in seeing how their lives were, it still seemed like there were a lot less Saiyans than like, you know, what we think of what like on earth or something like that. I feel like it changes the whole vibe. Like, because we know what great things that Saiyans can do if pushed to the limit. And with the Zenkai boost and their ability to just, you know, always overcome, you know, their, their limits. it's the the death of the Saiyans is is it's like top three, if not number one. And the in the context of the story, I feel like it was most important and had its most significance in the you know the Frieza arc. Um, you know, starting with the Saiyan arc, you know, Vegeta arc, I Namek, mm. I, I consider all that the Frieza arc. Yeah, it really. Uh, is. That was that was the end of the significance as far as it goes with the Saiyans. And also in the Broly movie, I I really liked how Goku kind of embraced his, uh, his Saiyan name for the first time. So like, if you, if you count up to, the Frieza saga, that's where the most significance of the downfall of the Saiyans is. But after that, it's not really 
a key point that they're just these two Saiyans left. And, you know, they don't really talk about the Saiyans as much. You see a Vegeta talk about his pride as one, but, you know, just the Saiyans as a whole and their past, you know, it's just, it doesn't come up as much. It's not that significant to the story. It would have been a great way to end things, but we know Dragon Ball Z has gone on for two more series and what I guess three, if you want to count superheroes. And you know, I like the Saiyans. Hopefully, we'll you know revisit their downfall and learn a little bit more about them, like we did in the movie, the uh, Broly movie. But changing gears. And talking to more modern racism is when you look at the the downfall of the Uchiha clan. For sure. So in this situation, their king cold is Tobirama Senju. Now what makes this starkly different is that to most people, you would think Tobirama is a hero. And you don't want to equate racism to your heroes. But Naruto does a very good job of graying who's good and who's bad. And Tobirama is a perfect example. Because he is a complete bigot, xenophobe when it comes to the Uchihas. Uh, if you remember, we talked about it in our first video, talking about the origins and the war that the Sinju and the Uchiha battled for years. Tobirama killed many a Uchiha in his life, hated them. If it was up to him, he would have killed Madara and probably slaughtered the whole clan. You're really selling this man like he's a villain. Now he, the shit he's did is not okay. Listen, no, no, no. You listen. You you can't sugarcoat it. You have to be real. You have, I'm not sugarcoating it. Straight up, during the Warring States period. Thank you. Madara. If you go tell his story, you got to tell his full story. The this reason is all, this killed, is all starting. This, this so is all, this is coming from a man who like this. This like the problem with his level of racism. His his level of racism comes from something that he just can't let it go. This is the Confederate flag racism. This. This is, this is what he knows. This is learned racism. But his brother right. is somebody who sees, you know, a chance for peace. Right, that, and that's and, what matters. To and him. even and, and that's even what even Madara was somebody who also wanted peace. But his little brother was also a racist. Andy Zuna, who was racist to the Senju, but the Senju ended up in my opinion, winning that war, you can call it a draw if you want to, but if your strongest guy beats the other person's strongest guy, I call it a win. So with that being said, Tobirama still has these ideas about the Uchiha. He has these, these notions toward them. He doesn't trust them. And he saw his brother was making a push to put a Uchiha in power. Uh, Hashirama wanted Madara to be the village's first Hokage. That 
was something he was going to just straight up give to him. But Toby Rama decided that it should be up to the people to vote. And the knowing people, what the people were going to vote. And the people voted for Hashirama because not only did he have the Sinju who ended up winning the war. So part of you want to assume that they had more people. People know that he was stronger than Madara in order that he beat them. And then there were some Uchiha that also sided with Hashirama seeing as he's the one that put this piece together. So that alienated Madara, who wasn't wrong, because if you look, they don't, there, there wasn't a vote to put anybody else really at the Hokage position. There's always right. somebody being nominated and having the ability given to them. By the yeah, next. that was the first, that was the first real vote. The first and the only, um, yeah, in so. my opinion. And if you look at the lineage of Hokage, they all connect back to the Senju in one way, whether it's bloodlines or if it's a student of one of the people who trained under Hokage. There's no Uchiha in there whatsoever. No, they were, the Uchiha were completely cut out. So Toby Rama has these ideas and he passed them down to his his students. Um, the third Hokage, um, uh, man, what's that? I hate it. Yeah, here's Peterson. Saratobi and bitch ass, bitch ass fucking ho Donzo. Ass, trick ass, whole ass, ass Donzo. But Donzo and Hirazen were trained by the second Hokage, the leader of the village. So you assume if you're learning from somebody who has this this power that they're right. You know, it's it's no different than, you know, young Republicans learning from old Republicans, their parents. They don't know better. That's what they're being taught when you, you know, hire certain teachers. When I was in high school, they said the Civil War was not fought over slavery. It was over state rights. Yes. State rights to own slaves. slaves. It's Watering it, down the real shit. It's a skewed history. And I say that the Uchiha faced a modern day racism because there are more parallels we can draw on today. Yes, there are people like Frieza going out and killing, but now you can, you, can, you can demand you can demand justice as opposed to back then when, you know, black people weren't considered even a person, a full person. There are different laws and things have changed enough to where you see more of a systematic oppression because there are laws and regulations set, but the people setting them don't have the best intentions. Right. Like Toby Rama, who turned the Uchiha into the police force. He thought this would, well, he painted the picture that it would have them be the protectors of the village when all it really did was start to alienate people. And we've seen once, you know, somebody's given a badge and that power, it, it can corrupt them. And the Uchiha already are known for, you know, this type of corruption so it's not it's not hard to see 
I won't, uh, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put that on them. It, it not only did, you know, creating them as a police, it, it, it painted, uh, it painted a bad picture on them. Like, cause what do we think of the police as someone who overall we, we feel like, are we have to alienate ourselves from because the things that we can do around them are, you know, subject to the law. Uh, but the laws, of course, that are given to, you know, other people. So the way we, we already, you know, that they probably viewed the Uchiha was already a bit on guard. And knowing that the Uchiha were originally, you know, thought of people who would be more willing to destroy the village than protect it, who, who peace was, you know, at some point affected because of an an Uchiha, it's hard for you to, you know, create any sense of peace or, you know, camaraderie among anyone who's not of your clan. If you're now placed in a position that now you're on guard of people who are always going to be on guard of you. So that, that the amount of, you know, mind that he put into his, is this thick, thick hatred and racism towards a, a clan, and to hit to you know, to him he was doing the right thing. He felt that you know the Uchiha were only necessary if they were protecting the village, but never really asking or wondering you know as part of the village how does the Uchiha feel? You know, does he care about how the Uchiha feels? Probably not. Hey. And and not this this is all long before the actual story takes place. So yeah. these these you know people people refer to uh, Toburama as like this mastermind. You know he he's the one that started the academy and he created all these jutsu and you know he was a he was a respected figure. And he was a man about his. He was if, about implementing institutions. So, when people see him, they respect him, and it also doesn't 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 hurt that he also had his own token Uchiha, uh, Kagami. Am I saying that? Yeah, Kagami Uchiha. Yeah, he had his own token Uchiha, who instead of having the uh, curse of hatred that most Uchihas had, he'd inherited. Um, the 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 will of fire from the senju, and that really just means he put the village and its people before his own race, and he was on the team with Donzo and Hiruzen. Another key moment that led to the downfall of the Uchiha was what happened on Naruto's birthday. When a mysterious figure uh, took the nine tails from Kushina Naruto's mom during the birth and had the nine tails attack the village. History tells the only way this could be done is if you had a Sharingan. Who had Sharingans? Uchiha. So now people assume one of the Uchiha had the nine tails attack the village. They weren't wrong. But what they didn't know is it was a rogue Uchiha. So now this police force is being pushed to the outskirts of the village. 
from being in the the center where they can do their jobs to this outward area. And this is when the Uchiha started to get the feeling that they should rebel and take back the village. They're separated, isolated. And the leaders of the village happened to be Toby Rama's two best students. Here's Masara Toby and Donzo Pussy pussy nigga. Donzo pussy nigga. Pussy. So Donzo inheriting this hatred, not even I won't even say it's a hatred. This this form of racism is something the best example I can think of the movie Get Out, to where he saw the Uchiha as these perfect beings and wanted the power that come from their eyes. But he saw them as lesser. It's like, wow, imagine what I could do with your powers. That is Donzo how I view Donzo. Bitch, yeah. That's how I view Donzo. It, it's a sick way of thinking. Well, to think of these people as nothing but their abilities. And that's something, you know, that's the same as you see with, you know, bitches like Laura Ingram and, you know, shut up and dribble. You know what I mean? It's them like, kind of fuck niggas, though, they're the kind of people that really don't give a shit about anybody, though. Uh, for what I learned, you know, Donzo's the kind of nigga that will take care, take out anybody if it means that it'll push him forward in life. You know, Donzo is, you know, it wasn't even just the Uchiha that Donzo's fucking ship, you know, you know, affected. Because Donzo is also the, the, the reason that just about every bad thing happened to the village. Donzo is also someone who tried to kill, you know, Hedison Saratobi, and it was luckily enough that Hedison was, I, I, I got to say Hedison was soft, but not often, bro, right there. I would have just, could you here, imagine here what is, life would have been like if he would have just taken bro out when he had the chance? Hedison is soft for this key reason. I'm gonna get to that. Um, let me backtrack. Let's get let's get back on this timeline. A great man by the name of Itachi Uchiha, who worked very closely to who worked very closely with the Hokage and Danzo, was also the son of the leader of the Uchiha clan. He was a very idealistic empathetic person a pacifist at heart with great skill and knowing of the clan's coup that they were planning came to the Hokage and tried to find a peaceful resolution Donzo on the other hand saw this as the perfect opportunity to get rid of some Uchiha not just some, damn near all. So, it was Donzo's idea that Itachi, this skilled pacifist, rather put you in a genjutsu than hit you with a ninjutsu, 
kill his entire clan except his little brother. It gets worse. And, and he he did this be, and offered the counter as being if a coup does happen and our forces are weakened, another village can come in and we can all die. So Itachi made the executive decision which was somewhat imp implanted in him, you know, that he had to kill his people. And that's what he did, sparing only his brother. Also teamed up with another Uchiha, who actually released the Nine Tails, we'll later find out with Obito. Bro, you're not even, you're not even like really, you, you're cutting him a little slack because with all of that happening, Don, they had the opportunity for things to go peacefully. They had plenty of opportunities. Let's go back to... Let us say, Shisui, Shisui came up with the idea of using the Koto Matsukane to not, not only just, just change their whole mindsets where things could be at peace, but because Donzo being a pussy that he is, is afraid of, you know, any power that he himself did not possess, feared that, okay, in the process of this, maybe he'll change my mind too. Maybe that could have been good. Maybe that could have just changed him from being a fucking hateful ass bitch ass nigga. But no. So he steals steals his eye and to me kind of forces she sweet to have to decide to kill himself because if he gets the other eye, who only knows what this man will do? So it's this level of bitch acidness is just like you, you, he, he a fuck nigga for all days, but I just I just I was I just gotta let the people know how bad it is. Like, cause yeah, he did that, but not only did he do that, he did that in response to stopping the one thing that really could have brought full on peace and all because of hatred. All because of a learned hatred that he continued to perpetuate uh he like frieza also met his end by that same race he hated and one of the survivors uh atachi would make regular visits to the village letting donzo know if anything happens to my brother fuck you up not only am i gonna fuck you up i'm ending everything I am going to tell every other village all y'all secrets. If something happens to my brother, y'all all going down. And that's Shut on, this whole that's shit on the nine tails. On nine <laughs> Shut tails. Shut this bro. whole operation down, bitch. On nine Try tails. My Try my brother on your life. I shut this whole shit down, nigga. So the Uchiha clan definitely have a long lasting effect on the series a lot revolved around them and their abilities who's left um you know just the layers that it took for the the things that went on to the warring state to trickle down to them to where in this time of peace a young you itachi was 13 years old when he killed his entire his entire village with the help of Obito. Who probably was what eighteen? 
No, he was a little bit. Uh, something like that. Because Kakashi was what four years? I think about about four to five years older than uh, Itachi uh, was thirteen. Uh, so. I don't know. Old enough. Obido. By that time, Obido had already had enough blood on his hands. Oh yeah, he, he was. But, but still, they, these is young men. Right. Yeah, young men, regardless, killing their entire families. Uh, actually, when Itachi got to his his parents, you know, they were at peace knowing that he would have to carry this burden with him for the rest of his life, and their pain would be quick. They die and it'd be over. A failed plan, you know, pretty much accepting their fate that because of who they are, that's they had to die. And I really blame Hirazen for allowing all this to happen. And I think he also had a little bit of that bias in him. And how could he not? Because it was picked up from his master. It might not have been to the same extent as Donzo, who was a devout follower you know, who who was shocked and hurt that he was not chosen at the next Hokage. Which is his fault. Right. You know, be better, nigga. But Stop at the same time, you he know, had maybe... The, he had that fear in him. Like, he, he didn't have the strength to step up. At so, the same time, it could have been Toby Rama seeing that Donzo had more hatred for Uchiha in him. Well, not even hatred, but he had more of that vile streak in him than Hero than Hero than just a, a a lazy bitch to me. Lazy uh, anyway. I'll make my fuck Hero than video later. <laughs> but I could make I could I could do like three podcasts on how shitty that nigga is. But yeah, so the downfall of the Uchiha based in hate and envy, downfall of the Saiyans, based in hate and fear. Um, I'm going to give the point to the Uchiha just because it's something more relatable. Um, I feel like, you know, it's a little poetic, almost, um, you know, like a, like a great epic where, you know, one of their own is the one that does it because of just a cycle of of taught bigotry it's it's a it's a real lesson that if you know things don't change you know this cycle of of hatred is going to continue to grow you know let's not end up like the uchiha clan no i think we're way less likely to end up like the uchiha clan we i feel like we have way more Sasuke is in our group better snuff out Donzo's before that happens again. So let's hope. Let's hope we don't got no you know. I can't I, I'm I'm not gonna speak ill and no Uchiha in this video. R.I.P. Uchiha's. Oh uh out for the sayings and Uchiha's lost in this video. So I give my point to the Uchiha. The Uchiha are up four three. Dom, are you gonna tie it? Are you going to tie it? Uh, uh, you know, I said Saiyans were top three. 
But uh, the Chiaz are definitely number one on this one. Just from overall, the amount that had to be done and still the only person who was able to take out an Uchiha was the Uchiha themselves. Like, it's, it's like you said, it's poetic. And, uh, and within that, they still got their revenge. So that's, that's, that's pretty dope too. Mm -hmm. So five, three, Uchiha are up right now. Uchiha are up. All the way up. Next episode, we're going to talk about the survivors and the uh the offspring of those survivors interesting you know get talk a little goku vegeta sasuke tachi uh little gohan little goten some trunks go, Future trunks if you want to go there you know my dog goten it'll, um, it'll be a good one you know let's see if the uh Saiyans can bounce back in that category but until <laughs> then it's been me, your boy, C Row Money Money. That's C dot R O double dollar sign. Hey, and it's your boy, codenamed Common No Homes. Y'all have a beautiful evening or morning whenever y'all listening to this. Peace out. Peace.